Good morning, bears. Hi, everybody. Uh, how's the audio? I, people were telling me that I was quipping or not loud enough or whatever, so I tried to adjust it. I'm just going to ask you guys, does it sound okay? Uh, what's up? What's up? Good morning. I got a great show for you today. We're going to do... Uh, we're going to do music stuff. And we're also going to do news because I realize how bad the mainstream media is. I almost have an obligation. Audio is clipping. I trust you. People, I, I've gotten very, very few like horrid trolls on uh, on this channel because it's kind of hard to find. <laughs> is it is it clipping a little or no? I Oh, sounds great. Oh, cool. Creep. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to talk a lot about Otis Redding and I'm going to talk about the tone of music and what it sets like because yesterday's bono episode got a lot of awesome feedback i highly recommend you guys um you guys read the comments of some of these videos because because um a lot of people are just have fascinating points of view and someone well, i'll just get to that in a second let's talk about the news and then we'll talk about music because music does hypnotize and that's why i asked the question about do you still enjoy art that's from an evil person and it's not the easiest question to answer i think a lot of it has to do with once you know that it's from a person with bad intent i think that's usually when you can no longer enjoy the art quite as much and it depends whether or not it's just booze pills and sex or is it uh you know satanic globalism and child abuse like uh bono but the bottom line is music is very, very, very powerful. And so is comedy. I'm starting to understand why I've been so censored. I never understood the power of comedy and music. I always thought that it was just nice. <laughs> and now I get why there has to be... Um... Uh, who else here is... Oh, thank you. All right. So hit the like button, share. Let's talk about some stuff. First off, people have been sending me ideas for the, uh, for the Height Supremacist Tour jokes. One person wrote me... I thought it was really funny that uh, the EU, Germany finally figured out how to take over Europe. Hitler would have been proud with the European Union. And uh, they've modified it. They learned from their past mistakes. They now took over Europe without firing a single bullet. They, they figured out how to be sneaky like the Jews. Uh, maybe later we can work on behind crazy eyes about Ortez, that Ortez lady. No one knows what it's like to be hated behind crazy eyes someone wrote me an idea because i was riffing on hgtv how women like the open concept of everything and how a man when he hears open concept would think you know a woman thinks uh cathedral ceilings and quartz countertops men think about having sex with neighbors uh, i thought that was pretty funny someone wrote me an interesting uh idea about bono that always be always be skeptical of people that are obsessed with the poor and saving the poor and uh, how Judas criticized the woman who anointed Jesus with oil because he said that that money could be used for the poor. And this person pointed out, I was in the comment section. I'm telling you, man, a lot of these people are so insightful. Poverty will always exist. And then I want to do a bit about how Judas was the first virtue signaler. He was like, no, no, don't use the oil. We can use it to, to cure poverty. They're always trying to get Vert, fake virtue to themselves so that they can hide in plain sight. That's the whole point of it. Poverty will never be eradicated. It's something you have to live with. There will always be poverty. Oh, are we almost at Sam Hyde yesterday, but maybe tonight. I don't know. He's uh he's a good dude. 
But uh, he's not very structured. It's all good. So I, I think that the concept of Judas being the first virtue signaler is hilarious. Because he's like, don't waste... Don't waste oil on Jesus. We can cure poverty. It's same with Bono. It's like there will always be poverty. You can, um, you just have to live with it and and help as best you can. But you can't just give people free stuff. Literally, Jesus knew that, obviously. But uh, I thought that was interesting. What else? Oh, someone summed up how I felt about Zeppelin really well. Because yesterday I was working through uh, an idea, and I may be totally wrong. I have no idea because they they're definitely. Uh, Definitely something going on with Zeppelin, but I really like their music and uh, and they're so over the top weirdos that it didn't feel it's almost like Sticks and Hammer six 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 or whatever that YouTube commenter like gives me a great vibe and like he has all this weird symbol you know his name Sticks and Hammer six 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 but he's he's cool. Someone summed it up that uh, that Zeppelin feels more like theater. That's exactly how I felt like like someone like Bono or Hillary Clinton feel very evil like that they're um they're they're you know wolves in sheep clothing type thing and 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 Zeppelin seems way more like um like watching professional wrestling that's always how it felt to me like they almost felt like they were like kids acting like ninjas or something but I don't know I'm not I'm not uh I'm not making any claims. And most of you guys at this point have figured out that this is kind of how I am. I just kind of go with thoughts and instincts and try and work through them and see what's right or wrong. So obviously don't just flip out in the comment section and be like, bro, bro, I mean, you don't even know. <laughs> it's like, I, no, I don't know. That's the whole point. I'm working through stuff. So let's go through some uh, Jimmy Page's address his interest in the occult. Uh, yeah, but see, that's th there's different types, though. There's people that seem like that it was like they're, they're, they almost are like kind of interested in it. Like they're, they're like, oh, no way. If I, this necklace makes me look like a badass. And then there's other people that are like, what spells will get me power? They're, 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 it's almost like saying, God damn, when you stub your toe versus saying, God damn you, where you want God to damn someone. The intention behind uh, a lot of artists, I think, is very important because I don't want to fall into the trap of of being of being so of not being able to listen to any music or watch any movies or I feel like that would be mentally unhealthy so I have to just pretty much figure out who is like uh has the evil intention and who is kind of just like I don't know doing professional wrestling because if I judged myself that way I mean who knows like the hoodie may mean some weird thing in some cult. I don't know. <laughs> and John Bonham, yeah, was uh, debatably the best drummer who ever lived. And uh, that's saying something. Jimmy Page owns the Aleister Crowley house on Loch Ness. That's creepy. But again, is it because he's an exhibitionist, kind of like an evil voyeur type? Or is he legitimately a Satanist? I don't know. I've never gotten the vibe. I'm a big vibe guy. It just doesn't feel, it feels so obvious that Satanism to me, and I don't know that much about it, to be honest, but evil to me, the, the, the devil wants to look good. The, the, the devil comes to you uh, looking like a charming, 
good person. It doesn't come as I come from the land of the ice and snow with the midnight sun and that's that's uh that doesn't seem like how the devil approaches you to me. That's never in my life those dudes you know the 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 bad kid in in school who like was always getting in fights and everyone said was like crazy and was always mean and had like cuts and stuff all over him and was the first dude to like smoke weed and have a gun. That dude was usually pretty cool. It was the weirdo it was the kid that was like hiding, hiding. I don't know. If evil came in its true form, you wouldn't be tempted by it. That's a great, great point. No, it's a rotting corpse. That's uh, that's why one reason why I think all those vampire movies were a little weird. Because being a vampire would be absolutely horrible. And a lot of these movies almost make you want to be a vampire. I don't know if you guys ever felt that way. But like when you have... Um, just people that never die and they seem like they have cool friends and they're always hanging out and they can just drink the blood of uh, animals and not humans. You're like, oh, maybe I could. That sounds pretty sweet. It's not. You're, you're literally a corpse. You're a soulless corpse. And it, it, a lot of the modern vampire movies don't seem to address that fact. They, 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 uh, the, the true uh, horror of being a vampire, it's almost like. To have that Kristen Stewart movie, I always hated that movie, Twilight. I mocked it so hard when that came out, and people were like, oh, my God, you're such a hater. It, the message in that movie is insane. It's like a, a girl who, like, totally demeans her own father and then has a love triangle with a, a werewolf and a vampire, and it makes it seem like a human being and a vampire can have, like, it, it's like a modern Beauty and the Beast, except way, way worse. All right, let's talk about some, uh, some news and stuff, and then we'll, get, we'll do a deep dive into music. Because screw Bono, I want to talk about someone I really like, which is Otis Redding. Otis Redding, he died at 26. That's insane. Like that, that voice and that life. We're going to talk about it. And uh, yeah, but I'm a big Otis Redding fan. Oh, that's uh, Amy made that. That's us in the same hotel. The first two years when I was hosting the Art Director Guild Awards and the last one where I was uh, with PragerU. And uh, I just think that that's really cool. 2015, 2016, and 2018, those are the pictures. And people pointed out that I may have gotten an inch taller. I, I have, though. I, I, I have gotten an inch taller. It's kind of weird. Dude, a bear sent me a bear. How awesome is that? Uh, Green Dragon Bear. I thought, I thought he was exaggerating. So he's like, you got to pick up this bear. Because I don't give out my address and my P.O. box. The bear was too big for... The P.O. box, we're going back and forth. And he's like, oh, it's at the UPS store. So just pick it up. And before I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah totally. Because in my mind, I, I thought it might have been like a stuffed animal or something. It's a bear. That's a giant bear. So I got to figure out how, if I can put it behind me. I, I need this on the stream. I mean, that's, that's legendary. So uh, I don't know where to put it. If anyone has any ideas, please comment on this video. Because I kind of dig the the windows behind me. It's just kind of a sweet um, a sweet vibe. A lot of people are at work or drive or no driving. You're still outside, but a lot of people uh, seem to enjoy the the just the natural just prettiness behind me in these windows. But I I, I mean I obviously I I kind of have to get this bear up there somehow. So where the bear? That'll be extremely hard for me to then say this is not a cult. Uh, love rug next to a fireplace. It's got to be part of the show, though. I mean, this is legitimately amazing. Like, I have to get the bear in the stream. 
And if I wear the, the bear, even I will question if this is a cult at that point. Can't wear the bear. Can't wear the bear. I mean, I can on special occasions. Maybe on beers with bears, I wear the bear. Wear a cult. Now, now see, that's the thing. Cults are that, that, that's the, that's the reversal of what uh, the world kind of does to us. Cults, cults, by definition, they separate you from your family and they abuse you for uh, compliance. And this is literally the opposite. We're very pro-family and consent and no abuse. Good vibes. So it's literally the opposite of a cult. <laughs> and I demand no money from you or sexual acts. So if this is a cult, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty bad cult. And I think what we have is really good, so it must not be a cult. Oh, man. I didn't sleep much last night. Oh, the great Kiwi Bear made this. Owen Benjamin Height Supremacist, for those of you that are just listening. By the way, you can subscribe on iTunes, Audible, all that stuff. Not Audible. I don't know where it is. But uh, why didn't they laugh is the audio version. So drape it over the chair. But then I got a big head behind my head. Family-oriented cult. That's a good way to put it. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's uh, on the stool behind me so it's watching my back. That's a good idea. So, yeah, Kiwi Bear's done all my album covers so far. Like, literally all of them. Except, Did she do all of them? All of them. Since I've been doing this, she's 20 something weeks pregnant too. And she lost her brother this year and her grandmother. And she's in New Zealand, which is full of soy, even though it's a beautiful place where people just think it's hobbits, where in fact, it's a bunch of billionaire assholes. So, uh, loon is if you want to see her art or if you want to commission her or something, she's an awesome, awesome chick. But, um, for those of you just listening, it looks kind of like a Nazi, but, uh, I'm holding a state, uh, a tape measure. And instead of a swastika, it's a bear on my arm. It's pretty funny. And then uh, Trash Consortium, I, I tagged him on my Instagram, so follow him as well. Just made this one, Height Supremacist, based on Kiwi Bear. See, that's how art works. It's, it's a beautiful thing if you just roll with it. And this is uh, an, another version of it. It's less Nazi-oriented. I don't know which one I like better, to be honest. Because uh, I told Kiwi to make it kind of Nazi-ish, and then uh, Trash Consortium made one that is less Nazi-ish, but it's still very aggressive. They're, they're both good for very different reasons. Uh, the arm bear needs to be a little more visible. That's a good point. But I like toying around with the Nazi stuff because it's so dumb. Like the, the media is so dumb and crazy that like Nazis were a very specific group of people from a very specific time that none of us have anything in common with. So... I think it's hysterical to do, to just, uh, like if I was a Bush, like if I was in the Bush family, I would constantly pretend that I was a lizard because you know, how some people think the Bushes are lizard people that that's, I would do that joke all the time. I'd just be like, I got to go sun myself. Cause I'm a, I'm a lizard. Like, like when people say like weird shit about you, I would constantly, um, I like the German style uh, calligraphy, Nazi ones better, hysterical. Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of funny, there's a bunch of funny, uh, first one's better. Some people think second one's better. Uh, did not see that one coming. Hilarious. Well, there's, uh, I'm Adolf Heitler, Heitler, uh, the third height. Good times. Yeah. But if I was a, a Bush, I just 
constantly be like, oh, I'm sorry, I need to sun myself. I don't make my own heat because I'm a lizard. And then people would be like, I can't tell if that means he definitely is or is he like making it hilarious. Um, the media's created a cartoonish version of the Nazi era, but it should be treated as a historical era to learn about. Well, you're not, you can't even really learn about it anymore because it's so propagandized. Because Jim McCoy, oh, this is a, a good one. Christian Norman sent me this one, Height Supremacist, and it's an H. It's a sideways H. It looks kind of like a uh, a Nazi flag. Oh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I'm going to get to all that stuff. All of it. Holocaust jokes aren't funny, and frankly, I will not stand for it. Hysterical. Thank you, hippie cult. Uh, dragons are lizards. Yeah, that's why Jim Morrison being the lizard king is kind of weird now. Cortez is definitely a lizard NPC. Well, it's a it's a way of it's a mindset. It's not actual. Li- they're not actual lizards. They're just not. But there's there's lizard like behavior, and then there's bear behavior. And I'd much rather be a bear. Like I'm not an actual bear. If you pulled my face off, you don't get a bear. But there's something bear-like about my soul and a lot of your souls, I, I imagine, and that's why the archetype fits so well. Oh, it was Coddington Bear's birthday yesterday. That was a nice little picture of me and my sweet, sweet prince. Uh, he directed and produced the um, Black and White special and Live at the Kelsey Theater and uh, the other one, the one that you can get, hugepianist.com, by the way, for tour information and my last bunch of specials. All right, so happy birthday, Coddington Bear. You... You little, you little asshole. Just kidding. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg hospitalized after falling, fracturing three ribs. Well, according to her high school yearbook, this was because this was uh, due to an attempted rape. She was trying to rape some dude and uh, because she had beers. She had beers on her breath and, uh, and broke her ribs, like trying to do a vicious gang rape. Ruth Bader Ruth Raper Ginsburg. Ginsburg got hit hard on the 20-yard line and her shoulder pads cracked. That's hysterical. Uh, me listening to the stream and seeing a live stream. Yes, awesome. I feel like a, a ghoul waiting for RBG to kick. Well, they're just going to keep her alive with electricity and uh, and uh, endocrine or whatever. Whatever that, that, that blood that the Clintons suck out of babies. They're just going to use some weird chemical to keep her alive. Just keep shocking her alive. Uh, but, I mean, Trump's about to get another Supreme Court pick. It's hysterical. Oh, and please check phone. Connington Bear. That sounds very ominous. What is Connington Bear trying to tell me? Is my sweet boy in trouble? One second, ladies and gentlemen. Google just deleted P, uh, Harry Bear comment with your promo links. Yeah, Google deletes stuff all the time. This one uh, not very Jew-friendly male was like, Big Bear, he's like, you delete my comments? I expected more from you. I'm like, dude, I'm not touching your comments. I don't care how you feel about the Jews, obviously. Google deletes com- comments. It's, uh, it's a fact. So, you know, that's why... You just got to keep rocking, keep crushing. Comment on the YouTube stream. We're inventing apps. Uh, Malice doesn't think RBG is next. What does Malice think? Well, Malice isn't very tall. You guys know that, right? It's one thing to delete bad words, but deleting, deleting links, WTF. I'm hated, guys. 
Do you guys understand? That's why paypal.me slash feed the bear if you want to uh, super chat me. I'm not allowed to get super chats. Uh, they, 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 I'm hated. Do you guys not understand that? Adenocrine is bullshit. I've done it. You synthesize it. Hang on. Let's see this. You synthesize it from an EpiPen. Try DMT. Uh, yeah, I'm not on board with the adenocrine thing. I think that they do. Uh, they have. There's some people that have killed some kids and raped kids and uh, done some blood stuff. But uh, adenocrine doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The Chinese do it with dogs. They try to uh, get the dogs. This is a true story. There's like this festival where they eat all these dogs and they get them real scared and, and angry and, and frightful. And then they, they think that it gives them a different taste. It's very weird. Adrenochrome. Yeah, you can make it in a lab. That's why I don't uh, buy the whole uh, sucking it out of scared kids. I think that there is a type of occult behavior where you have to get people scared because you get more of this demonic power shit from it. I don't know, man. This is all a lot of uh, a lot of information, but uh, adeno like any of the chemical stuff. If you really, because the the adenocrine, adenochrome or whatever, it was in a movie. Uh, that movie about Hunter S. Thompson. If if you're sucking blood, and for those of you being like, this is too crazy, baby, the, the world's crazy. You guys realize that, right? There's like people legitimately practicing witchcraft as we speak, that run the government. But uh, I'm still skeptical. I'm still like a skeptical person. <laughs> so the, the theory is you get someone really scared and they're pumping adrenaline and then you suck it out of their body and it makes you feel high. There's a lot of this on the YouTube. And uh, I think that's more metaphorical because it would just, why wouldn't you just make it? You can just make it. I don't know. Adenochrome. They killed children after torturing them for weeks on end, so their bodies flooded with it. I promised myself I wouldn't do that today. Let me stick with, with normal shit. We're going to do news, and then we're going to do Otis Redding. We're not going to talk about sucking blood out of kids every day, because then there's something wrong with me. I like revealing stuff. I like being honest, speaking truth to power, doing stuff like that. But if it just becomes the daily stream, that just becomes weird, and that's not good for anybody. So let's... Let's not talk about adenochrome. It's, I mean, it's my fault for going into the chat. Bunch of, bunch of psychos. This is hysterical. Triumph for inclusion. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez makes history as the first mentally challenged person ever elected to Congress. That's, uh, it's really brave of her because life is, is not easy for the mentally challenged. And finally, there's one represented in the halls of power. So the first full-blown retarded person has been elected to Congress, which, uh, which is, uh, you know, she, she broke the glass ceiling for, for retards. Activists ring doorbell, gather outside of Fox News personality Tucker Carlson's home. Tucker Carlson, we will fight. We know where you sleep at night. His wife was sobbing and hiding in a, in a, in a closet. He wasn't home. Not, not on the news. This is why I cover the news because the, the media is straight cold evil. Like they won't cover anything. It's just, uh, it's nuts. That's why I feel bad. I feel so bad for Tucker's family. I know what that fear feels like. Just knowing that these, uh, these people are going to come to your house and scare the shit out of your, 
out of your family. And and now that Washington State is facing these insane gun laws and this shooting, obviously they're going to try and use it to to get rid of guns, but they can't. I mean, people are so stupid and passive and weak that they'll go with anything. But like the, the shooter from uh, Thousand Oaks, and by the way, I was just with the Thousand Oaks mayor. He's an awesome guy. I just spent an hour talking to him. I may be performing at his uh, church for New Year's, like an awesome community. And they just got rocked with this shooting. The gun was already illegal. It, it was the magazine. Um, it was an illegal magazine. It had too many rounds in it. It was a, a 45 handgun with uh, an illegal magazine. And uh, they shot up, he shot up a country Western bar full of white people. It's so funny how no one would ever call that a hate crime. Like blatantly, there's been two massive shootings in America that have been targeting obviously white Republican types. And no one would ever bring that up as a potential hate crime. It's complete madness. And uh, yeah, it's just real weird. Because you look, you look on Twitter and, and people are just like, enough is enough. When are we going to make laws? When we, I'm like, California has all the gun laws. It doesn't stop anyone. The gun's already illegal. Murder's illegal. All it is is all those people in that bar didn't have any way of protecting themselves. All it is is, is taking away the zebra's ability to run or, or kick. It's uh, what happened with Tucker, my sweet, sweet boy. Oh, uh, a bunch of Antifa went to his house and scared the hell out of his wife. It's really bad. Play a clip from Monterey Pop Festival Otis. I'll get there. Weird the Vegas shooting witness there. All right, not going down, not going down the rabbit holes, guys. Staying away. Unfortunately, he was a Marine with PTSD, according to the news. There's no way they can diagnose that that fast. There's just no way. I mean, I don't get how people... People can say that you're this conspiracy theorist if you think that it may be a false flag, but yet they can say it's a Marine with PTSD immediately. That's a group of people that has that has it pretty rough. And I made the mistake once years ago to think that former military with PTSD were a threat to the public, and they're absolutely not. And it's a really cruel thing to do to that community because the, the, the threat to that to marines with ptsd is suicide it's not that they're going to go out and shoot everybody so um i really uh i really want to know more about it it was a mentally ill person with a gun doesn't matter if they have a gun they can have a car has no one watched the news ever cars a car is is more deadly than a gun if you just want to maim human beings are you kidding me guns aren't even that effective for mass maiming that's why sometimes these are so weird if you want to just mass maim, you just get a car and you drive into a, a crowd of people. It doesn't, it's, most of these mass shooters are S, on SSRIs. Yeah, that's true. All right. Thank you, Owen. I've always said that. I don't know what you're referring to, Jesse, but thank you for not just immediately making me talk about sucking the blood of infants. Or a bomb, exactly. Or a plane. Most vets with PTSD are usually a danger to themselves. Exactly. And that's the real issue. It, it, it's it's the threat of killing themselves or self-destructing or, you know, self-medicating with heroin and then committing burglaries for money for heroin is a potential. But those dudes aren't looking to shoot up anybody. It's just as it's brutal. Because then, then what happens is they don't want to go seek help. What happens if you say people with mental disorders can't get guns? 
all that does is make it so people that need help won't see help because they will not be left undefended. And uh, that's really bad. That's that's this this I'm smarter than the world mentality. The leftists are so stupid. They're not stupid. They just want power. So what they're doing is is right, I guess. I think PTSD comes from a fear of yourself in a strange way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a moral injury a lot of times. Or it's uh you're in a constant state of fight or flight. But it's 22 veterans a day kill themselves. I was almost one of them. Well, thank you, Always Hungry Bear, for not doing that. Please don't. Um, person to person in Texas, you do not need a background check. Uh, watch the whole video, not just what CNN shows. And yes, not Tucker, but Acosta. Oh, we're getting to that. And then we're going to do music. But it's my it's literally my obligation to cover news because the news is so bad. I, I really feel that. Oh, if you don't think Hollywood's insane... William Morris Endeavor learns of bondage death at execs home. William Morris Endeavor learned this week of a bondage death that occurred last fall at the home of Skip Chasey, an executive in the agency's TV business affairs group. I'm sure I've met this guy. So him and, and some dude, he, he wrapped a guy in plastic like a, like a mummy moth, and the guy died, and the autopsy couldn't even determine cause of death, and, there, and no one was arrested, and everyone's like, it's such a shame. Such a good guy. You know, this is this is just, you know, these things just happen. No, that's, uh, we have a culture problem, not a gun problem. Exactly. I know people that, that when they went to high school or middle school, they'd, they'd, bring their, they'd bring a gun to school for gym class that would have shooting practice. This is like 50 years ago, but it's not about guns. I, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, so I don't have to, but it's about intent. It's about culture. You can look at... England. I mean, London has a higher murder rate than New York City, and they're not allowed to even have like knives. They're, they really are thinking about banning vans. So, uh, good luck with that. And mental health, like like thinking that a pill is going to cure you, or going to see a therapist that requires you to go every week is going to cure you. We have a, a a soul issue in our in our culture. We uh we think that our purpose is material, and that will make people insane. And that's just true. I'm not saying shit. I'm not just uh, shooting from the hip right now. I've thought about this a lot because this is the type of thing where I don't want to say something that's horribly wrong. But our problem is what we value is material and people can become nihilists and nihilists are capable of anything. We have an absolute problem with our, um, our, our spirit, our soul, our purpose. The, the amount of shame we have as a culture for being such a great culture Western culture and its slavery, we, we, we've thrived. Capitalism brought a billion poor people out of poverty just since 1980. It's, uh, it's the freest culture. It's the, it's the best culture to women and homosexuals and, and artists. And uh, for some reason, there's still a self-hatred. There's still this like this suicidal tendency of the West. And, and it's, it's a cultural, spiritual problem. And it's a, a, a pill isn't going to help it. The pill is not going to help it. Okay, check this out. So this is Elizabeth Warren in uh, June 13th, 2017. As our top law enforcement officer, the AG must be truthful and uphold the law. Sessions cannot continue to serve. He should resign. Zip, 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 time travel. Real Donald Trump firing of Jeff Sessions brings us one step closer to a constitutional crisis. 
Congress must act to ensure that special counsel Mueller can do his job with it. It's almost like these people are like shit face drunk. It's like, as our top law enforcement officer, AG, he's got to go. If you fire him, it means you're the devil. They're just, they're just insane. And that, and, and that's why they're shootings. Because if I wasn't so mentally sound and spiritually connected and had a family and a purpose and a job and I'm paying bills and I, I, I read these tweets and I just go, someone's got to die for, for this stuff. Someone's got to just die. I get that. Everyone gets it. That's the thing. Everyone gets it. Why someone would just massacre because the devil, the nihilism is right. Tapping on your shoulder. Just going, someone's got to pay for some for something. And, uh, and it's sad. I'm extremely lucky. A lot of us are extremely lucky in this, in this chat, because we know that's the irony of the, of these leftists is they're trying to scare the hell out of Tucker Carlson. I don't know what their laws are in DC, but you can legally just start blowing people's heads off in a lot of uh, states if they're on your property threatening you. And, uh, but so many of us don't because we believe in a higher power. We have wives and husbands and children and parents that we respect. Uh, You know, we're not just power junkies. And so we sit there with our guns that they're trying to take from us. And we don't blow their heads off. And they're so lucky that we have this restraint, this delayed gratification that seems to only occur with conservatives. Straight up. You don't see delayed gratification on the left. They're just like, if I do it now, if I do it, 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 look at what happened with, uh, with that gay Congress guy. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember his name. Who, who changed the rule about the voting for Supreme Court with Obama? And then it got used against him with, uh, with Kavanaugh. What was that gay guy's name? That crazy gay, flaming gay guy. The meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah, but don't be passive. Don't be a cuck. Yeah, Harry Reid. I think he has AIDS. I think he has crazy, like, hardcore AIDS. Because I guess he had, like, one white blood cell left and it's gone now so i don't know what his deal is aren't they all gay well i mean they all bang guys but a lot of it i think is just about power i don't even know they probably have to take like viagra and stuff because they're not sexually gay but they really want to sodomize uh an enemy or someone more powerful than them but he's got eights allegedly i gotta say allegedly apparently even though the left can literally come to your house and terrorize you and they won't even report on it all right, so, um, and just like that, Elizabeth Warren's Indian blood was gone. And those of you just listening, it's a mosquito on a white hand. If she got, if she got sucked, like a little blood got sucked out of her, there, there it goes. There goes the Indian. She's not even at all Indian, by the way. She may be one one thousandth Colombian. Jim Acosta, I've been denied entrance to White House. Secret Service just informed me I cannot enter the White House grounds. For... Let's take a look at this video. By the way, for those of you that don't like Trump, you're about to like Trump. This is how you treat a child. Trump's 
press conference yesterday was legendary because just watch the whole thing. You'll see why he's so aggressive. When people say, are you going to stop with your mean rhetoric? You mean defending himself? He was like, you don't think I want to be mellow? I just want to be chill, but you guys poke me, so fuck you. So this piece of shit, Jim Acosta, just this human shit, just this shit stain on the world. He, uh, he's like, why would you call the caravan an invading force? Did you cut? And he's like, and Trump's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, but why? He goes, cause I have a different opinion than you. That's what I think it is. He's like the commercial of these people climbing over walls. And he goes, yeah, that wasn't Hollywood. Those weren't actors. That was real. That's really happening. And Acosta was like, that was hundreds of miles away. And Trump's like, he's like enough, enough. And this is why he's a great leader. He's an alpha. He's not slippery. Can, does he have faults? Every human being has faults. But he's not a slippery piece of shit. You know that they don't have this pedophile dirt on him like they do everybody else. He's not scared of these people. Watch how he handles this piece of shit, Jim Acosta. If I may okay, ask one enough. other question, Mr. President, if I may, if I may right, ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's Mr. enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me, ma'am. Mr. President, me. that's enough. Mr. President, I had one other Peter, question, if I may ask, on, on the Russia investigation, are you concerned that that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with you the may Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Are you That's enough. Put down the mic. Mr. President, are you worried about indictments coming down in this Watch event? this. One step away. One step away. He thinks Mr. about what he's going to say. Watch this. I'll tell you what. CNN should be ashamed of itself having you working for them. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working for CNN. Go ahead. I, I think that's unfair. You're a very rude person. The way you treat Sarah Huckabee is horrible. And the way you treat other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, I'm not a big fan of yours either. So I understand. Know, to be honest. So let, me, so let me ask you a question, if I can. You see, wait a minute. Just look at that. You see, uh, people that say women hate Trump. What? Look at the look at, look at the smiles and laughs behind. Look at that. Look at that girl right there. That girl right there. The two those two girls. They're literally laughing at this guy. Because this guy was, was trying to be all slippery and in on like, he's like, I will stand for Acosta. I travel with him and we butt fuck each other. Okay, so here's the deal. Acosta did not assault this girl. He put hands on her. He did more to her than that stupid Michelle Fields debacle. And again, another bad Shapiro. Shapiro said that this is nothing, even though he was like saying that the Michelle, whatever name was, Fields, that they put laid hands on her. This guy completely disrespected the law and order of the room, the fact that the president himself is taking questions. He has to respect that. And this woman comes over to take his mic. He uses his strength to keep the mic away from her, and then he does put his hand on her. He does do like this mini little karate chop. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that this is some sort of assault, but you have to hold the left to their own standards. The fact that the left would call this assault and ruin people's lives means you have to engage with them in their own. In their own, that guy's an enemy. Jim Acosta is an enemy of yours, so you can't cut him. The uh, the 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 trust and 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 slack you would give your community because you trust their intentions. That guy's intentions are horrible. He like deaths are on his hands. I'm not saying to limit what he says. He can write whatever he wants, free speech, all that stuff. But this dude's whole job is to get the country to hate itself. 
and to stay divided and for no one to respect Trump and for no one to ever talk about any of the great things that are happening. And that's why Trump can come across as a braggart. I, I figured it out. That's why I'm so supportive of the guy. He, no one else will say any of the good stuff that's happening. So he has to do it. He has to. That's why sometimes I'll do that on, on Instagram. Back when I was being extra attacked, I'd be like, well, sorry for being hilarious. I'm just being really funny and you're attacking me. And people are like, you got an ego. It's like, no, I'm pointing out reality. And Trump's like, we have the best economy we've ever had. I have the highest approval rating with minorities. Uh, he's like, we have a lot of great wins. You know, and, and, and you think like, oh, be a little more humble. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. He's in a den of snakes. These people, one by one, just keep being like, how do you address your racism, sir? And he's like, what the fuck? Guys, this is nuts. And he's treating these people like the, the scum they are. He's like, no, it, this is, we're trying to get prosperity. You want to help blacks? You want to help these people? Get them jobs. Give them purpose. Make them want to make America great again and not just be a little dipshit. And when you watch it dramatized like this, and this is the thing. So InfoWars slowed it down, like zoomed in and slowed down the hand hit, which it is technically putting hands on a woman. Now, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that I believe that's any kind of assault at all because it's not. That's just that's just basic. He's being a douche. He's not being respectful. He is absolutely not being a feminist, <laughs> but I'm not going to say that, but, but you have to hold them to their standards. That's the thing. If that was a Republican, that guy's gone and there is no virtue and, and, and kneeling and thinking that you're, you're going to lose with, with pride. No, fuck that. This guy is trying to fuck you over. This, try, this guy wants open borders, and I don't know if you've known anyone who's been gang-raped by illegal migrants. I sure as shit have. One of my friends escaping a house where she was kidnapped and gang-raped, she goes to the police and then to the hospital naked, crying, covered in blood in, in, the, in the L.A. streets, and nothing happened to the people. My now wife was with her and was found on the sidewalk after being drugged. It's like very fucking dangerous for people that don't live behind giant ivy walls like Jim Acosta, this, this piece of human shit. And it's like he thinks he's standing up for freedom when in fact he's trying to take away the only protections that people like us have. And that's our government stopping people at the border because they're not going to go to Meryl Streep's house. They're not going to go to Jim Acosta's house. They're going to go to our house. They're going to take our job. And when these elite fucks say stuff like, well, they're doing the jobs none of us want, what the fuck are you talking about? Being a janitor, being a, a laborer, being a farmer, being a tree guy, being a construction worker, these are very, very honorable jobs that probably lead to a lot more mental, physical, and spiritual health than one of these assholes. What do they mean they do the jobs none of us want? because you only hang out with fags. With these self-important, shiny, special boys that just want to blog and rent collect from fucking taxes because your daddy was a fucking trust fund guy. It's so infuriating. Let's watch this again. Watch Jim Acosta and, and, and watch, watch Trump. This is why he's our leader. And God bless Donald Trump. This guy came just when we needed him. Just to stand, stand strong and say, no. 
That's the N-word. The N-word is not nigger. Nigger's a stupid, silly child word. It's a child word. And they keep asking him, well, what, how do you comment on the tapes where you said, he's like, I never said anything racial. Shut the fuck up, asshole. It's like, no one cares. It's all these privileged white cunts sitting around being like, did you say a word? He's like, I'm providing wealth for these people, you stupid bitch. Bunch of Judases, bunch of virtue signaling Bonos out there being like, don't anoint Jesus with oil. We can give it to the poor. Fuck you. And you need to have that guy to do this. There is no virtue. And the, the meek shall inherit the earth. Meek must have, like, meek has a different definition. Because meek does not mean cuck. There's no, the, the, the whole Christian movement to put, you know, flowers in the end of guns and be like, Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. You know a lot what that potentially means? And I'm not a biblical scholar at all, but I, a lot of brilliant people write to me and talk to me about this stuff because my audience, thank God, is awesome. But like there was a, a, a law back then where someone, I think it might have been of an upper class. There might be a class issue, but if you got hit, you had to get hit twice for them to go to jail. There's, there's one interpretation where if someone hits you, you turn the other cheek and then they hit you again, and then they get prosecuted. That's what that meant. It meant don't react from the first hit. Make it hurt for them. You know, delayed gratification. And that's what it was referencing because there's a very specific law about, like, how many times you're hit before uh, someone in a higher class would be sent to jail. If you get hit once and you struck back, apparently it was your fault, but you need to be hit twice. That was what a couple very, very smart religious people told me there is no virtue in saying fine i guess we won't build the wall but i'll be in heaven and you'll be in hell no you protect your kids right now this whole thinking that there's some sort of virtue and cowardice is fucking nonsense all right let's watch it again let's watch trump and watch Watch Acosta. He's not trying to hit her, but he does put hands on her, and he does uh, make sure that she can't get the mic, even though the president of the free world is telling him to stop, and a woman is trying to just do her job, and, and he's embarrassing her. Such bullshit. If I may okay, ask one other question, Mr. President, if I may, watch this if I may shit. ask one question. Oh, and watch his, watch his beta, or not, watch Trump's alpha walk away from the mic. He, he's, he's changing his... his He's entering a different mode. He goes from president to man. Watch this. That's enough. That's Mr. enough. President, I well, that's I enough. Hand, hand the his hand. That's enough. Down. Boom. Me, See? I'm, I'm, Just hit. Mr. President, that's and enough. So they said, so all these people are saying that, that InfoWars made a uh, doctor to video. All they did is did a close-up and slowed it down and showed that he just put his hands on a woman. That's all they did. And it's huge for InfoWars because now people are seeing that InfoWars still exists. All right. So watch Trump. He goes from president to man watch Mr. president i have one other Peter, question if i may ask on on the russia investigation are you concerned that that you may have i'm not concerned about anything with you the may have russian investigation because it's a hoax are you that's enough hoax. put down yeah. the mic Mr. President, put down the are you mic worried about indictments watch coming this. Down in this event? not president anymore now he's man look he's just changing his he's changing mr president watch this you I should tell be ashamed what, cnn should be ashamed of itself having you, you working for them you are a rude you terrible you. person you shouldn't be working he's already sitting CNN. that little bitch go ahead he's already sitting i, I think that's unfair. you're a very rude person the way you treat sarah huckabee
And he sits when a man looks him in the eye. When a woman, a weaker woman, comes to do her job, he manhandles her because he's a bitch and he's a coward and he's weak. When a strong, big man says, sit the fuck down, he follows orders. Not because he understands rules. It's because he's a coward. I handle these people all the time, guys. With live shows and shit, I've dealt with so many of these bitch men that think they can hide in the shadows and shit, and then you look at them, and you call them out. You say, what did you say? And they just... And then this little bitch stands up and tries to defend him to get brownie points in his little commie band of fags. Watch this. It's horrible. And the way you treat... Oh, and he's standing up for a woman right now. By the way, Trump is one of the first people to hire... Um, a woman in that high of a position as his uh, construction head way back in the 80s, back when there wasn't this feminist virtue signaling bullshit, the head of his company was a woman who still to this day says he is, is a wonderful man. And right now he's defending Sarah, San uh, uh, Sarah Sanders for the, the mistreatment and the rude shit that this little bitch gives her. Not these leftist men. These leftist men are pigs, cowards. They, they, they rape sleeping women. That's who they are. They're not strong. They're not attractive. Women don't like their slimy bullshit. You can watch leftist women in the back laugh at when Trump talks some shit at this, at this man because their in instincts kick in, and they know that he's the leader. Watch. Other people are horrible. You shouldn't treat people that way. Go ahead. In, in, go in ahead, Jim, Peter. Go in, ahead. In Jim's defense, I've traveled with him and watched him. He's a diligent reporter who busts. Well, I'm not a big fan of, of yours either. So yeah. I understand. To be honest, so you me, relax, so bitch. Let me ask you a question if I can. So good, so good. Big win for the good guys. Oh, and Trump did explain what Scott Adams was talking about: how losing the House may be a good thing. I think it legitimately may be a good thing. The way he described, it, I finally understand. Because he goes. He's like, it couldn't have worked out better for me. He goes, now it's up to you guys because they can't, they can't stall now. Like they can't make their whole agenda based on just hating Trump. The whole resist thing is based on being the underdog. When you're, when you have control of the house, and and they won't work with Trump, he'll just like they can't. That'll destroy them politically. He's like politically, and it, and it clicked in my head when we talked about that. He's like, I'll blame you. He goes, that's what I'll do. He goes, you know, I'll do it. Because if they won't work with him on infrastructure or immigration or any of this stuff, he's just like, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats. And they have to, for their, it's not because they have to be good people. For their own political uh, survival, they have to make deals with him now. Because ironically, those cuck Republican weirdos uh, were almost more of a threat to him than the Democrats. It's weird. And he was right. When he was talking about that, he's like, this is the good for me. I mean, we got to make deals. All right, let's talk about Otis Redding. Oh, we got a bunch of people here. Sweet. Yeah, that new Black Pill video kind of depressed me. Yeah, I, that wasn't on the mark. And I like the Black Pill videos, but he was, uh, that wasn't on the mark. It, was, uh, it wasn't realistic. I get what he's saying about, like, the Democrats colluded to have a murderer almost become president. Like there I get all that. And then the Republicans didn't prosecute. Trust me, we all get it, but it's oddly weak to just bitch all the time and not try and figure out how to get out. Because a lot of good things are happening. A lot of great judges are being appointed. 
our wealth, despite the fact that that the spending increased, which is infuriating to uh, fiscal conservatives, but the amount of money our, our nation's making now is unbelievable. And the trade deals that they're doing is unbelievable. And it's just, it's just awesome. It's awesome to see. It's awesome to see companies actually coming back to America. Like Trump wasn't lying about that shit. He actually is doing the shit he said. He has to build the wall, but the Democrats are the ones that won't let him. And if they, if they keep pushing back, he literally, he basically said, you know, there's uh, mutually assured destruction. He's like, there's mutually assured investigation. He threatened them in that press conference. He's like, if you want to play these games, if you want to keep wasting the taxpayers' money and time with this Mueller horseshit, we can do that too. And he just got a new attorney general. And by the way, this guy can't, he, he's only going to be there for a little amount of time. So he can be Trump's pit bull, kind of like um, Paganini or whatever that guy's name. What was that guy's name? The Scaramucci, where he, he's setting things up to intimidate right now in a good way where he's like, if you want to keep playing games, we'll play games. You guys are a bunch of fucking criminals. If you want to keep investigating something that never happened, let's party. You know, he was he was chomping at the bit to get rid of Sessions and uh, and just get a pit bull. He's like, you want to you want to fucking turn the law against each other? Fine. And and that isn't this is what people have to understand. That isn't him uh, self destructing our nation for his ego. That isn't petty. That that is what keeps peace is uh, threats. It literally is what keeps peace. It's what kept America and Russia from going to war is mutually assured destruction. Those types of threats saying, if you do this, this is what I'll do. That's why gun ownership is so important. It's like, it's not about saying, let's fight for the next two years and screw up the American people for our own ego. He's saying, if you want to do that, I will hurt you. And you know I will, so don't do that. And that's actually the only way to thrive. It's kind of like uh, Bono with that whole coexist bullshit. I have more respect. I have more respect for Muslims that think they're right and think that Allah is God. And they think all like committed Muslims. I have more respect than Christians who think all religions are the same. That I have more respect for someone who says like, uh, like I have more respect for a leader. Like if, like, uh, if Justin Trudeau said Canada is the best country in the world, I'd say, I think it's America, but I respect you for that because you're the leader of Canada. You should think that. It's the same with religion. A Muslim that says Allah is God, which I completely disagree with, I have more respect than for someone that says uh, Christianity is the same as uh, Islam, which is the same as Judaism, and we should all be a global government. Like I'm like, no, you're a liar and evil. I think Islam is evil, but an individual Muslim who believes his shit and stands for what he believes in, I have way more respect than a uh, just a nonsense person. And I feel the same way about national leadership. I have so much more respect for a nation that says, this is our territory. We are awesome. Let's cut a deal so we can both be awesome. That's the best way to have prosperity. If you have a self-hating leader, it's going to rot your culture from the inside out. All right. What was the song Owen played about Johnny World War Two? Oh, well, there was World War One song, the uh, Gunner's Gunner's Dream. Let's talk about music. It only took me fifty-five minutes to get to the thing that I I. Uh, this is such a great stream. Oh, thanks, Batista. Oh, and PayPal.me/slash/feedthebear. I'll get to some uh, some super chats. That's what funds the the show. So 
Uh, I'll all right. I'll get on special. Oh, thanks, thanks, Armenian Bear, Harry Bear. Need to listen to Pelosi's speech. It was all about Trump agendas. No talk of resist or impeachment. All about unity, because because they know. That's the thing. Pelosi and Schumer are way less scary to me than or uh, Ocasio Ortez and all these idiots because they're career politicians. They are not good people and their agendas are terrible, but they're about their own survival. So they know what they can and can't do. This a, a, a resist agenda would be suicide for them and they're opportunists. And so Trump uses their own opportunistic nature against them. So now Pelosi, they won't, they won't come at him at all. That resist bullshit was what people do when they're in completely vulnerable. When the, when the white house, is Republican, when the whole House is Republican, when the Supreme Court is turning Republican, state governments are Republican, the majority of governors are Republican. They may own the media and all that stuff, but they were feeling very weak. And the wounded deer jumps highest and the hungry dog hunts, hunts best. And sometimes, but it's a crazy frantic hunt. And so that little taste of power, although I want the left to have none and I want them to shrivel up and die. But that being said, that little morphine drip that they have now because they have the house actually may allow them to make deals with Trump and not just plug their ears and say, Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. That's, uh, that's what I believe. All right. So Otis Redding, let's talk about this legend. So he was, uh, born 41, died in 67. That's a very short life. And that's what originally stuck out to me when I was researching this dude. Cause he has such like a, a mature voice. And, and the melancholy of his songs are so mature. That's why. All right. So Redding was born in Dawson, Georgia. At the age of two, he moved to Mackin, Georgia. Redding quit school at 15 to support his family, working with Little Richard's um, backing band, The Upset, the Upsetters, and uh, performing talent shows. 58, he joined uh, a band, The Pine Toppers. All right. What uh, his first single was "These Arms of Mine." It's a beautiful song. I'm going to play it for you. Uh, Stacks, which was the uh, the label he signed with, released Redding's debut album "Pain in My Heart." Beautiful. Two years later, initially popular with many African Americans, Redding later reached a wider American pop music audience. Along with his group, he first played in small gigs in the South. He later performed at the popular Los Angeles nightclub Whiskey a Go Go and toured Europe, performed in London, Paris, many other cities. He also per performed at the Monterey. Pop Festival in 67. Sweden accepted him. White America accepted him. Europe accepted him because it, it's, it's a real testament to greatness and gratitude and talent overcoming any racial or cultural boundaries. The guy is truly iconic. All right, shortly before his death in a plane crash, Redding wrote and recorded Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Song became the first posthumous, posthumous number one record on the Billboard Top 100 so sick all right so um early life let's talk about his family dude one thing that i love about his bi biography you can tell it was written by a family member or somebody it keeps saying how much he made for each gig that's so my culture it's so like well you got this one gig it made 150 bucks and then later he got up to 215 bucks and then by the spring he was getting a thousand. He's, he's a worker. He's literally, he's just a, a, a grindstone worker. He, I, I know musicians like this and it's a really fascinating life. It's not about glitz and evil and, and Bono and shit. These dudes literally sing and write and play piano and just think all day. 
They love it. And uh, it must have been such a fun time to be to be in music with like Benny King and all these guys. So uh, let's talk about his his family. Because he sounds like he also had a very good marriage. Personal life. Redding, 6-1. I'd let him in my, uh, what's it called? The ethno state? Height, height no state? I don't know. He was an athletic family man who loved football and hunting. He was a hunter. How sweet is that? He was described as vigorous, trustworthy, full of fun, and a successful businessman. He was an active in philanthropic projects. His keen interest in black youth led to plans for a summer camp for disadvantaged children. Redding's music made him wealthy. According to several advertisements, he had about 200 suits and 400 pairs of shoes. How funny is that? It's so funny. It's just like he had 200 suits. It's so redneck, too. It's so like how uh, black... The black culture, the black like uh, Southern country culture is a little more like all about suits and the redneck culture is a little more all about like making a gun out of a toilet seat. But it's so funny because they don't see because the, the elites, the coastal elites see money as this thing you don't talk about. You know, don't talk about money. It's ugly. Daddy just provides. But workers, you know, honor cultures are like, I just made 800 bucks. It's so likable to me. I get so freaked out by people that refuse to ever talk about money like it's some like magical secret. It's like, no, teach people how to make money and yeah. All right, so um where is his cuz he was he was only rich for like 2 years. But he was good with his money, I guess. He bought like a farm. Where's his family life? His wife sounds cool cuz after he died his wife had to be like a janitor. And then uh, started managing bands and made money off his uh, off his songs, but they just sounded like good people. And I just wanted to change up the uh, the Bono vibe and uh, and talk about something really good. Where is his personal life? Man. Oh, and you know the 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 stereotype that black people can't swim. It literally could have saved his life as black, if black people could swim. Because the, the one black guy survived the plane crash, and he couldn't swim to save anybody. It's really sad. Man, people kept dying in plane crashes back then. All right, where is his... Uh... At 18, Redding met 15-year-old Zelma Atwood at a teenage party. She gave birth to their son Dexter in the summer of 1960. Married Redding. In, uh, in mid-1960, Otis moved to Los Angeles with his sister, Deborah, while Zel- Zelma and Otis' children stayed in Georgia. In Los Angeles, Redding wrote his songs, including She's All Right, Tough Enough, and I'm Getting Help. Uh, like sit, like uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay is, is about missing his family. All right, let's start talking about how music affects things. So let's look at uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. And we're going to contrast it with Creep by Radiohead. All right. So it goes. Sitting in the morning sun. By the way, he's an unbelievable gospel singer. So my voice is not going to sound adequate. It'll be adequate. Let's just put it that way. Sitting in the morning sun. I'll be sitting when the evening comes. 
No, uh, sit. Yeah, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away. Ooh, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. I left my home in Georgia. So the song, the chords of that song, because there's two stories being told in every song. There's the music and then there's the lyrics. So one thing that I've always enjoyed is figuring out what songs have similar chord structures and what the lyrics are and what the different effects are. So this song is about being an outsider and it's about loneliness. All right. Sitting on the dock of the bay. What song is that? That's Creep by Radiohead. What are you here for? Couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. Watching the tides roll away. And I watch you. same song okay so think about how much more soul and heart and goodness is in sitting on the dock of the bay than there is in creep the lyrics of creep is i'm a creep i'm a weirdo what the hell am i doing here i don't belong here otis redding is saying sitting in the morning sun i'll be sitting when the evening comes watching the ships roll in i'll watch them roll away again i'm sitting on the dock of the bay watching the tide roll away um wasting time and then, um, where is this? I left my home in Georgia, headed for the Frisco Bay because I have nothing. To, I had nothing to live for. Looks like nothing's going to come my way. And then looks like nothing's going to change. Everything still remains the same. I can't do what ten people tell me to do, so I guess I'll remain the same. Sitting here, resting my bones. This loneliness won't leave me alone. It's two thousand miles I've roamed just to make this dock my home. That's sadness. But that isn't the same type of sadness as, as creep. Creep is, um, I don't care if it hurts. Listen to how creepy these lyrics. I want to have control. I want a perfect body. I want a perfect soul. I want, I want, I want. I want you to notice when I'm not around you're so fucking special I wish I was special but I'm a creep okay so that's based on envy it's it's I you're so special I wish I was special I want to have control. I want a perfect body, vanity. I want a perfect soul, impossible. 
I want you to notice when I'm not around. I want you to feel pain, the pain I feel. Otis Redding's just saying, I'm just watching shit happen around me. I can't do what 10 people tell me to do, so I'm going to do nothing. It's just an overwhelmed guy thinking about how he misses his home and things may never change, but he's just watching the tide. So there's two stories being told. The melancholy of this to this. Listen how creepy this is. She's running out the door. She running. She runs, 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 runs. So after this guy says he's a creep and a weirdo and he wants to be noticed and he wants this girl to feel pain and he wants to be special like her. Now she's running out the door. It's so weird. I never, I've always really liked that song too, but what I like about the song is the song itself and his voice. It's not the lyrics. The lyrics are terrible. They're evil. There's evil in those lyrics straight up. What he's saying, I couldn't look you in the eye. Let's just read uh, creep. That's why I want to contrast it with something blatantly good. When you were here before, I couldn't look you in the eye. Shame. You're just like an angel. Odd, odd thing. Your skin makes me cry. I used to do a bit about that. I'm like, ladies, if a guy tells you your skin makes him cry, bail. He's a serial killer. You float like a feather in a beautiful world. And I wish I was special. You're so fucking special. But I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. I don't care if it hurts. What? I want to have control. This is very rapey. Uh, I want a perfect body. I want a perfect soul. And then, um, but I'm a creep. I'm aware. And then she's running. She's running. She's running out the door. She run, run, runs. Whatever makes you happy, whatever you want. You're so fucking special. I wish I was special, but I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. That's, that's some evil shit. And Otis Redding is not evil. Otis Redding was, it was a beautiful soul. And, uh, and then you think of uh, another song. Listen to how good this is. 12-bar blues I, uh, is a great feeling. It's, a, it's the number 12. It's a very magical number. And it's, it's so universal and so used over and over and over and over and over again that there's something deep, deeply synchronous with the 12-bar blues and, uh, and the human soul. So there's this... Uh, arms of my uh, no, that's not right. These arms, my burning, burning from wanting you. Uh, I can do that a little higher. These arms of mine, mine are burning. Okay, so let's go up a little higher. The, these, the, these, the, these arms of my. of mine they are burning burning from wanting you these arms of mine uh, they are longing longing to hold you Let me 
hold you. I haven't heard this song in a while. Hold you. Oh, how grateful I would be. Something like that. So it's about him missing one woman. And, and, and he's saying, these arms of mine want to hold you. It's beautiful. And the, these arms of mine. It's so good. I love this dude. Otis Redding. The, these are these arms of mine. They are lonely, lonely, and feeling blue. Um, what's another good Otis Redding song? He also has one called A Change Is Gonna Come. So it's really, really, it's a really good song. Let's see, uh, a change is gonna come. Let's let's check out the lyrics. Oh, I want. There's another one I want to show you guys. Okay, so because he was friends with Benny King. This is a song everybody knows. Shit. All right, so it goes. When the night has come and the land is dark. And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid No, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand, stand by me Have you guys thought about what this song's about? It's about accepting death with, your, with your, the person you love It goes, if the sky that we look upon should crumble and fall or the mountains should crumble to the sea I won't cry I won't cry no I won't shed a tear just as long as you stand stand by me okay want to hear the cuck version so that's beautiful it's saying if you stand by me not in front of me by me i won't fear death and it's there's a beauty in that okay want to know a song with the same chords with the same basic underlying message but in a much different way is i'll follow you into the dark it's the same chord so this is so it's c a minor and then f g so there's only one little change but you and me have seen everything to see from Bangkok to Calgary on the soles of her shoes if if heaven and hell decide decide hang on if heaven and hell decide that they both both are satisfied illuminate the nose on their vacancy sign if there's no one to I gotta read the lyrics. Give me a second. Uh, follow you. But that's about following someone. It's like I'm with her, you know? It's like I'll follow you into the dark. And Benny King's like, stand by me. It's, pr it's profound when you think about it. It's the same chords and it's the same underlying message of accepting death when you love someone. So this is also a beautiful song, this Death Cab for Cutie song, but it's based in material 
and it's um, it's passive. All right, so this song's touched me in a lot of ways. Like thinking about my life with Amy and stuff, but uh, but uh, Stand by Me, I think is just so much more beautiful. That's why I listen to a lot of old music. I don't like a lot of new music because it'll take the soul, which is the song, and it puts very weird words over it. Like uh, Coldplay is notorious for just putting gibberish over it. That's why uh, uh, Coldplay is Meaningless is a, a video that's been up for a couple of years where I didn't realize I was kind of onto something about pop music becoming um, propagandized. But uh, check that out. It's all the same song. They do it over and over again. I've done a lot of bits about the same pop song being fed to us over and over and over again because it, 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 there's a trust in the song. I'll play you guys a video called Owen Benjamin Disproves uh, the Music Industry. But all right, so let's look at this first. So, Love of mine, someday you will die, but I'll be close behind. I'll follow you into the dark. That's so much worse than Benny King. Love of mine, someday you will die. Your soul doesn't die. So why would you say that? Like someday you will die but I'll follow you into the dark. And then he's saying no blinding light or tunnels of gates to gates of white. Just our, our hands clasped so tight waiting for the hint of a spark. It's nihilism. It's saying there is no heaven or hell. It's saying there's nothing there and I'll follow you into, into darkness. Compare that with stand by me. Okay. So, all right. No blinding light or tunnels to, to gates of white. Just our hands clasped so tight, waiting for the hint of the spark. And for people to think I look too deeply into stuff, I'm not. This is, this is culture, music, art, movies, these books. These things govern our entire way of viewing the world. And I may be off on a few things or maybe an artist meant something that I didn't understand, or there was a symbol that I didn't, I mistook or, but in general, this is what you should, you should be critically thinking about the things you're saying. Because when they, when, when you repeat things without the knowledge of what you're saying, it's a spell. And that sounds tinfoil hatty, but I'm, I'm, a, I hope a lot of you have, have come to the conclusion that, um, a lot of these things are real. All right. You guys having fun? I think Owen would enjoy the wordsmith of Aesop. Nice. Uh, he was for sure an atheist versus stand by me because Lucifer was the angel of entertainment before the fall. That's interesting. All right, let's keep rocking. Let's stay focused. So it goes. This, see, I relate to this part. I, I did not like being raised Catholic. I'll just be straight up with you guys. I thought I saw a lot of hypocrisy in it. So I actually enjoyed this verse, but his conclusion is wrong. And it's, and the woman he wrote this about, he got divorced with. They're not even together. It was that chick from that TV show. Like these people don't last in marriage because they're, they don't believe in anything. It's not man and woman coming together. It's, it's material. So he says, in Catholic school, as vicious as Roman rule, I got my knuckles bruised by a lady in black, a nun. I held my tongue as she told me, son, fear is the heart of love. So I never went back. 
Well, fear of God is the start of wisdom is kind of like what the actual thing is. Fear is not the heart of love. You have to kind of be fearless to love. You can't be, if you have fear, it's, it's very difficult to bring a, a child into the world. I know a lot of people that should be parents that aren't because they're like, how can I bring a, a child into this world? I'd be scared all the time. And that's when I know that fear is not the heart of love, but there are very messed up people that, that that's why Catholicism a lot of times can uh, institutionalize Christianity and, and distort it and make it something it isn't. So I refused to, to let Catholicism ruin my faith because I could have been that guy I, easily. All right. <clears throat> if heaven and hell decide that they both are satisfied, illuminate the nose on their vacancy signs. If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks, then I'll follow you into the dark. You and me have seen everything to see. This is the part that got me jammed up about Amy, because me and her really have been around the world together. From Bangkok to Calgary, and the soles of your shoes are all worn down. The time for sleep is now. But it's nothing to cry about Cause we'll hold each other soon In the blackest of rooms See, at first you think that, that he's spiritual And he's saying, it's nothing to cry about, love Cause I'll see you on the other side And then he says, in the blackest of rooms So it's kind of contradictory And doesn't make a lot of sense So then, if heaven and hell decide That they both are satisfied Illuminate the, the nose on their vacancy signs If there's no one beside you when your soul embarks Then I'll follow you into the dark I'm sure you guys have some good theories about this too. I mean, I'm definitely not... I haven't cracked the, the full code, but uh, it's just so much more petty and silly compared to Benny King's Stand By Me. Hang on. I'll get the actual lyrics. And then we'll check out Stand By Me by Oasis. All right. So, when, when the night... These guys have such high, beautiful voices. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see no, I won't be afraid. No, I won't be afraid. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. Because at first you think it might even about be about Jesus, but then he says, darling. That's why I think it's about his love. So darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, now stand by me. Stand by me. Stand by me, stand by me. There it goes. If the sky that we look upon should tumble and fall, and the mountains should crumble to the sea, I won't cry, I won't cry, no, I won't. 
shed a tear just as long as you stand stand by me it's just so beautiful because that can be applied to so many things like like when amy and i left la and i could no longer be a standard comedian and i went back to tree work the sky that we looked upon crumbled and fell and the mountain went to the sea but you know it's okay because you stand by me that's that's the beauty that this song is so simple and so beautiful and then compare it to um death cab for cutie is intentionally confusing it, it'll have a shadow of beauty a shadow of spirituality a shadow of hope a shadow of love and then it says something so weird and um and just not not good all right now this is um now this to show you oasis it's not about just about singing good like this song is very tragic this is stand by me by oasis but this doesn't feel evil to me at all because it seems like that that's why my my motto's always been I might be wrong but I'm not lying if you're not lying and you're singing about what you're experiencing and what you see and what is I don't see how that's evil that's just me but she goes made a meal and threw it up on Sunday I've got got a lot of things to learn said I wouldn't I've got to play in a different key it's too low sounds like I'm a frog made a meal and threw it up on Sunday you guys recognize the song got a lot of things to learn it's a lot like made a meal and threw it up what does that sound like sitting in the morning sun you hear that well i'll be sitting when the evening comes it's it's the same chords as, as sitting on the dock of the bay because this one is about being detached from reality and being a little being on the outside looking in and that's why they use these said i wouldn't i'll be leaving one day before my heart starts to burn so what's the matter with you sing me something new don't you know the cold and wind and rain don't know they only seem to come and go away See, this is what I'm talking about. You can be in a dark spot, and if you just sing honestly, it doesn't feel evil to me. Listen to this. Times are hard when things have got no meaning. Right? If you feel that way, don't pretend to be Bono, and you have this emptiness inside you, so you start a charity and steal all the money. Sing it. Say times are hard when you, things have got no meaning. I found a key upon the floor. Maybe you and I will not believe in the things we find behind the door. So what's the matter with you? Sing me something new, don't you? But see, the one thing, the one problem, um, if you're leaving, will you take me with you? I'm tired of talking on my phone. There's one thing I can never give you. My heart will never be your home. Uh, so what's the matter? All right. So this is the one thing, one problem I have with a lot of these uh, songs is they don't really have any meaning. You know, like when I went to a church with Crowder and they were singing these like, these songs, these like religious songs, 
it was so emotional because the words had profound meaning. These, a lot of this stuff is gibberish. And I think that might be a weird way of taking away the meaning of life is you, you use meaningful music, but there's no words in it with any substance. And I think that's a weird way of hollowing out, um, of hollowing out the soul of a culture. Like, okay, let's look at Amazing Grace. Uh, Walter and I were singing this last night. <clears throat> we're singing You Are My Su- He Loves You Are My Sunshine. Can't get enough of it. So I played him all these different versions. I was trying to show him what covers are, are. How you can have the same song being sung so many different ways. So, uh, uh, Amazing Grace How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Ah. Oh, it's so high. And I'm losing my voice. All right. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. That's very direct and meaningful language. What the hell is... Life is hard, but we ain't, when it has no meaning. I found a key on the floor, but we might not believe what's behind the door. That doesn't pass any knowledge to anybody and i think that sometimes this weird thing that happens with music is like look at the stars look how they shine for you everything you do and it was all yellow i did a whole special years ago just making fun of Coldplay, like a huge chunk of it that doesn't mean anything and uh and I think a lot of times when you take just a beautiful song and you just put in gibberish words, it hollows out the soul of the people. Like that, I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, and now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did the grace appear the hour I first believed. Boom. That's direct. That's why I think I relate to Christianity a lot because it, it's going to sound weird. It's a lot like comedy. It's so boiled down. The words, it's like Shakespeare in a way too, where every sentence is just packed with, with meaning and there's no fat on it. Like there's no extra stupid words and tricks and it depends what you mean by words. It's just fucking boom. Through, through many dangers, toils, and snares, we've already come. Twas grace hath, hath brought us safe thus far and grace will lead us home. Does that need any explanation? When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I mean, that's why I like um, Ryan Bingham. Hang on. Uh, What's that called? Uh. Troubles in me. Is his name Ryan Bigham? Yeah. I love this song because it doesn't have to be religious or profound at all. It just has to be honest, direct language. I love this song by Zach Brown Band about his dad. <coughs> that song's unbelievable. Like, listen to this. And I've been carrying my trouble and this pack strapped to my shoulder ever since I was a baby. I've been running from everything I know Don't tell me about my trouble Nobody knows about my trouble Nobody knows about my trouble Except for my baby and me 
right? You know exactly what that is. It's a burden you've been carrying since you were a child. Don't tell me about it. I know all about it, and I'm carrying my trouble. I was born a cowboy, way out west in New Mexico. But times were tough, we had to let it go. We moved to town, but they couldn't move it out on these. Way down in my blood, thicker than anyone understood. Nobody thought that I ever would get away with the trouble in me. It's a whole story, right? And I've been carrying my troubles in the pack strapped to my shoulder. Ever since I was a baby, I've been running from everything I know. Don't tell me about my trouble. Nobody knows about my trouble. Nobody knows about my trouble. Except for my baby and me. Well, it didn't take too long for the pills in the bottom of the bottle to dig a deep grave with a shovel. Uh, and bury everything that a young boy needs But I found me a guitar One lonely night in a border town The pain I started to write it down But it wouldn't stay away from me Alright, and then the chorus again And then What? Well, I, I got the hell out of there I made my way up to the big town Checked myself into a lost and found and what do you know, my baby come for me And now I'm living the good life Away from all of your bad advice Take every day like it's a paradise So people stay away from me I love that Well I got the hell out of there, I made my way up to the big town Checked myself into the lost and found And what do you know, my baby come for me Now I'm living the good life Away from all of your bad advice I, I take every day like it's a paradise So people stay away from me It's, it's funny and it, it, it's like clever. It's like when you're when you're really grateful, shitty people stay clear of you because you're a reflection of their own cowardice and, and sloth and greed and all that stuff. I've noticed that completely. If you are truly grateful, shitty people hate being around you because they feel disgusting. That's why vampires don't like mirrors. Um, and that's 12 bars. Those are the 12 bars. That's the song. That's the structure I was talking about before. The, these arms of mine so lonely lonely and feeling blue there's a slight difference in there but uh it's a similar amount of of bars all right so what's that zach brown band song oh my old man So isn't it interesting how that that I've been carrying my trouble would be so much different if it was like I've been carrying my trouble in a pack strapped to my shoulder ever since I was a baby I've been running from everything I know you see what I'm saying it has to have it's telling two stories at the same time so I've been carrying my trouble it's so basic and so the music doesn't it, it allows the depression of the lyrics and the hard reality of the lyrics to be palatable because if it was really sad music and really sad lyrics it would just seem overwhelming and indulgent um how's this go i can't i can't hear it in my head right now he was he was a giant he, he was a giant 
And I was just a kid. I was always trying. This is the same same chords as uh, the song I just played, by the way. It's a different key, but uh, to do everything he did. And I can still remember every lesson he taught me. Growing up, how to how to be like my old man. Uh, it's about thinking. You get it. It's the most direct language imaginable. That's why I love honest, just direct language. He was a lion. We were our father's pride. Isn't that beautiful writing? Because a pride is a group of lions, but so it's a dual meaning. So we were the pride. We were his pride and his pride. It's great, great writing. So simple that it's it's beautiful. People think that these messy big metaphors is is smart. It's smart to boil it down to the simplest possible thing that has all the meaning. But I was defiant when he, when he make, made me walk the line. See, think about how much better of a, a view that is of discipline than the fucking I'll follow you into the night song where it's like, she told me that it fears, so I never looked back. He's saying, uh, when he made me walk the line, I was defiant, right? He knew how to lift me up and when to let me fall. Oh, God, that, that hits you so hard. Looking back, he always had a plan. Because that's the thing that makes you feel the most safe about a, a parent, is that do, you, do they have a plan? He knew how to lift me up and when to let me fall. Oh, God, that's good writing. And that goes, my old man, man, my old man. Feel the callus on his hands and dusty overalls. My old man. Now I finally understand. I have a lot to learn from my old man. And then, now I'm a giant. I got a son of my own. He's always trying. Dude, I can't play this without crying. I swear to God, like this is so good. I mean, that that isn't like Stand By Me by Oasis. I could have I could be at a funeral and and sing it and not cry. It's too meandering and too vague and too it just isn't direct. This is so beautiful. It's like it's the basic cycle of family. And it's so honest. It's like, now I'm a giant. Oh, I can't I can't sing this without crying. Got a son of my own. He's always trying to go everywhere I go. Do the best I can to raise him up the right way, hoping that he someday wants to be like his old... Man, I guarantee there's dudes out there feeling what I'm feeling right now. It's like, that is, that's like the notebook for dudes. And that's like, my old man, I know one day we'll meet again. As he's looking down. That's crazy. My old man, I hope he's proud of who I am. I'm trying to fill the boot of my old man, my old man. That's that's just the most beautiful song I think you can possibly write. He was a giant. Fuck. Alright, I'm gonna play you guys uh, a vid. I don't know if I I'm gonna try and get to the PayPal's, but Actually, just what, should I? I'm gonna ask you guys what I should do. Should I watch? Um, 
Should should I play the Owen Benjamin disproves the music industry, or will you guys just? Uh, it's so vulnerable. That's so true, Eric. And the thing about vulnerability is vulnerability is strength. That's what uh, I think some people don't understand is when you when you feel a song like that, you're like that's so honest and so vulnerable that it it it's strong. Vulnerability is not weakness. Vulnerability, the ability of being vulnerable. And, and saying, this is me, love it or hate it or feel it or ridicule me or whatever is, is the ultimate strength because it's, it means you're not, you're not reliant on other people's, um, other people's approval of you or the material world. It's above it. And, and man, that, that, that is the notebook for dudes. Oh, God. Don't make me cry at work. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm not crying. You're crying. That it, It's... Vulnerability is meekness? No, it isn't. That doesn't mean... I don't understand what that means. Maybe you're right. That just didn't make me... Uh, I just have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. We whacked our hearts off to it. Uh, name of the song. It's called My Old Man by um, Zach Brownbad. I'm going to play it without crying. I have to do that. I'm not going to just be a bitch. You got to hear the whole song. Just the whole... There's no way I can play this without crying. And now I will. I, I am going to play this without crying. He was a giant. And I was just a kid. I was always trying. To do everything he did. I can still remember every lesson he taught me. Growing up. Learning how to be Like my old man He was a lion And we were our father's pride But I was defiant When he made me walk the line He knew how to lift me up And when to let me fall Looking back he always had a plan my old man, my old man, feel the callous on his hands, and dusty overalls, my old man, now I finally understand, I have a lot to learn from my old man. Now I'm a giant I got a son of my own He's always trying To go everywhere I go Do the best I can To raise him up the right way Hoping that someday he wants to be Like his old man uh, my old man I know one day we'll meet again As he's looking down My old man I hope he's proud of who I am Still trying to fill the boots Of my old man I mean that's a song right there That's a song that's a good song That's good that is good.
There, there, that, that's the thing. It, there's two songs in every song. There's the music and there's the lyrics. And the, the interaction between the music and the lyrics cause a, a profound reaction. And I just think we have to be pretty aware of what songs are saying to us. Like, is it the music that makes us open up to, to crazy-ass lyrics? Like, Creep by Radiohead is fucking weird. I don't think they're like Bono. I, I'm not going to put Radiohead in the same category as, like, U2. Like, I don't think they're... I have, there's no evidence that tells me they, like, bang kids or are globalist weirdos. Uh, like, you don't see Tom York with, like, you know, McCarrick and all these people. That being said, those lyrics, the melancholy uh, chords allow you to internalize lyrics about envy, sloth, rage, lust, shame, just all kinds of fucked up things. Is Big Bear burping hardcore? Uh, yeah, I was. Oh, and your mods won't let me donate to you anymore. That's insane. That well, What? My, my mods won't let you donate to me? I don't know what that means. There's no chance in hell that any mod I have in here, what the PayPal, paypal.me slash feed the bear. I don't have a super chat. I'm not allowed to have a super chat. I'm banned from live streaming on my normal channel. I don't mean to sound like a dick. I know that you're being nice, but I'm, I'm obviously in a pretty intense mood. My dad was a drunk, a good man, but a drunk. I miss him. <sighs> wow. Such direct fucking language. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was injured today after being fisted by Bono and the Edge in their tour bus. That's actually true, but then he attempted to gang rape a liar in a high school after she had beers. Uh, check out Mumford and Sons. The song Monster is 100% about post-war England and even mentions Soros protesters. Interesting. Get that sweet cryptocurrency, BB. Can I be verified as... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any cryptocurrency, really. I have like 100 bucks of it. I don't know how it works. Why are you ever shadow banned? I was sitting on the channel and it didn't even show the stream. Just got a notification and had to leave and come back to get it. I'm in like some people act like they're being persecuted as a weird branding move. Like the, 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 the intellectual dark web is a, is a den of spiders. It's a web of spiders. The, the fact they act like they're persecuted and they have New York times articles written about them is a fucking charlatan bullshit gay lie. I'm actually shadow banned. Like these people that are like, I mean, I didn't get as many retweets as my colleague who is fully embraced socialism. I'm only a partial socialist. And uh, it's, it's like, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm not ever allowed on Twitter ever again. I, I think that that's definitely illegal. Not that anyone gives a shit anymore about law, sanctuary cities. The fact the president communicates to the population on Twitter means I have a constitutional right to be on there to hear my president speak. That's now a public thing. It's bullshit. Facebook, I'm on right now, actually, but they'll, they'll ban me soon. I'm almost always banned on Facebook, but they won't fully, fully ask me for some reason. And I can't live stream at Owen Benjamin Comedy, so it's Owen Benjamin Live. And then I unlist the videos uh, because I don't let them strike me on this channel it's it's a whole thing like i'm actually being censored like people are actively trying to make sure that my message doesn't get out because it isn't right-wing nazi shit not that nazis are not right-wing by the way they're fucking close like socialism meets imperialism meets meth that's what nazis are 
You got socialism meets imperialism meets a lot of methamphetamines and a lot of PTSD from World War, World War I. It's not even close to what any of us think. And so they need the fucking Richard Spencer guys to still be active because they need just some narcissistic weirdo who, who just wants to sit in a think tank with his buddies with really quaffed hair and talk about being white because they need a fucking enemy. Just a normal dude who happens to be fucking talented and on trying to figure out what's true with a family is, is fucking kryptonite to authoritarianism. So when I say hit the like button and share and subscribe, and if you want to keep this going, paypal.me slash feed the bear. If I get fucking ads, I'm going to have to censor myself. Unless it's like a buddy's company or my company or something. That's why I sell my own specials and I do my own tours. I can't say the locations of my tour. Yeah, Jordan Peterson's a real rock. He's a real rebel. He's fucking doing like Carnegie Hall. If I say, I, I say what city I'm in, people buy tickets to the city, and then the week of we tell you where it is. Me. Me. Now, now actual rapists and actual pedophiles and actual murderers. The Clintons are touring, and you can get tickets at fucking Live Nation. They're murderers, human traffickers, thieves, liars, and fucking Satanists. That's why it's not like, I used to think that if I, if I explained it properly, people would see it and be like, whoa, Big Bear's getting fucked over. It's by design. They're, they're bad people. They're fucked up. And they control the entire entertainment industry. And I will not take a knee. We get to make honest music. Even country music's fucked. Zach Brown, Brown Band's awesome. There's still some good country, but like fucking... Willie Nelson is doing fucking benefits for Beta O'Rourke. They're owned because they get so much drugs and, and sex and fucking money and shit that they fuck up somewhere along the line and, they, and then people can blackmail them. I, there's nothing anyone can blackmail on me. The mistakes I've made in my life, I'm open about. That doesn't mean you can ask me any question and I'll tell you everything. I have a right to my own privacy, but I have no skeletons. And, and for that reason, I'm not trusted by the elites. That's why whenever you see these fucking massive, massive stars, you're like, they got bodies on that dude or they got kids on that dude. Because they don't trust people that, that aren't in. That Gangs do the same shit. Pimps and hookers do the same shit. It's an ancient technique. Fuck. All right. I got to get out of here. It's by design. I think weed long-term is bad for your brain, you know, just straight up. I mean, the fact Willie Nelson and Joe Rogan are kind of soy-sipping these days, I mean, it has to be related to being high all the time. I mean, how the fuck do you get Joe Rogan to apologize for jokes during his special? The guy has masculinity oozing out of his eyeballs. He looks like a fucking thumb on a gorilla. He was always fearless, and now he's like, well, oh, I, I didn't mean that, I mean... Yeah, yeah. run your tweets by me man i mean i mean it's like stop smoking weed is alcohol worse than weed in certain ways yes it makes you more violent it's uh more likely to like do something horrifying if you're too hammered than weed but long-term weed smoking literally makes you a pussy like willie nelson was a fucking badass he'd be like growing weed in his own trees he hated the government 
But now it turns out it wasn't because he's all about individual freedom. It's because he just wanted to be able to fuck anyone he wanted and smoke weed. Or else, why would you support Beta O'Rourke? Why would you put your burdens on the next generation in debt and not have borders, overspend, have a police state? It's fucking bullshit. Fuck him. Someone just said wrong. Ah, great argument, you retard. Now you're wrong on this one, BB, says Jimmy Pockets. Well, if I was actually wrong, you'd actually have a fucking um, argument. You wouldn't just say, you're wrong. Personal, personal, personal. Personal, personal. Don't go blaming weed. Being high all the time, every day, fucks up your brain. Do you not have friends that do that? Do you not have friends that are high all the time, and then over time, they're just like, yo, man. It's a fact. I want, I think weed should be legal. I don't think you should be put in a fucking cage for smoking weed. But there's, I, I think that two giant bottles of whiskey is more damaging. It, it literally can kill you. Like, like alcohol is more physically toxic to your body than weed. That's one reason why I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm, um, I, I think drug laws suck because I don't want to be a hypocrite and I, and I drink. But if you are high all the time, it fucks up your brain. It does. Yeah. I'm just looking to see if anyone has an actual argument. Nobody. All people do is say, you bad. Big bad, bad. Big bad, bad, because I disagree. Big bad, bad. Big bad, bad. You bad. You stupid. You bad. Yeah, same, say, say an argument then. Say a fucking argument. It's the same thing with the shit yesterday with Bono. 99% of the, of the uh, comments... By the, by the way, Owen Benjamad is not one of our guys. That's Google. You guys know that, right? That's Google. All right, I'll check PayPal. Yeah, I'll check a couple of PayPal's. I got to get out of here, though. I'm getting fucking, I'm getting really fired up. It's like, you're wrong about you, too. All right. Which, so, so what, what, what are you endorsing? Which, which part? I just did an hour presentation on it. What exactly do you think I'm wrong on? Specifically, I could see why your career is over. All right, I'll just read a couple, a couple of these, <clears throat> and thank you everybody for uh, being the bear, obviously. And I'll do another one. I liked yesterday where I could spend a lot of time on PayPal's and messages and stuff. Today I just can't. I'm not doing five-hour streams. Sorry, it's just not. It's just not. You need to smoke more weed. Every time people say that, you need to smoke more weed. It's like, or you can not be a coward. You can actually engage with the world around you. I just play video games in your mom's basement after you just whack off to uh, runaways. Just girls that ran away from home and were definitely molested by the parents. But you got your pants around your ankles whacking off in your mom's basement. Why don't you stop smoking weed, you fucking pussy? Hi, Owen. I've been watching your streams for a while and love when you talk about weird historical facts. Like how insecure the Spanish king made everyone talk with a lisp. If you have more cool facts like that, I'm sure we'd all love to hear them. My name is Colton. But I would like to be verified as Cinnamon Bear. Thanks for being a bro, bro. Welcome, Cinnamon Bear. And uh, I'm sure I'll have facts, but they have to come organically. I'm too fired up. Hey, when I was just thinking about how the left says Trump is literally Hitler, if they claim that he does stuff that nobody seems to think he could, <clears throat> and that he advocates violence against women, shouldn't they say he's literally the prophet? <laughs> well, they're, they're assholes. They're just total assholes. On another note, it would be funny if when Shylock Holmes finds out he's part Jew, he figures it out by reading Merchant of Venice and realizes that Shylock is the Jew in the play. Then he shouts to his wife in the other room, 
I have a Jew name. That's in, that's insanely funny. I got to do more Shylock Holmes. All right. Hey, Owen, ever since I started following Crowder, I rediscovered you and your awesome comedy. I'm a Filipino Canuck that is legal immigrant in the U.S. Thank you. That's all we require. I love that U.S. and what it stands for, hoping to be a citizen by 2020 and cast a ballot for Trump, hoping to one day see you live in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for standing up against the radical left and the love you have for truth and family values. Here's a little drip from the honeycomb. From here, can I be known as Flip Bear? Hopefully not used yet. Welcome, Flip Bear. And uh, for those of you that don't know, that's uh, a derogatory but hilarious way of calling Filipinos. You call them flips. So Flip Bear is funny because he just embraced his own pejorative. And that's what funny people do. All right, last one. Uh, hang on. Give me a second. I just can't do a real long one. My throat is fucking killing me. Uh, these are all wicked long. Which is great. Don't get me wrong. But if I go over two hours, which I'm now doing, uh, it's just it, people get pissed. Not that I care, but it's like I get it. I, yesterday, I literally uploaded like three hours of material. I mean, all right. Last one. I'm just in a bad mood right now. Just thinking about fucking people that don't have arguments they're like oh no bono's cool you're an idiot okay so which part are you approving of the the theft the kid fucking which part because i got more by the way people are sending me more shit about that piece of shit i could do another full hour about stuff about bono that i didn't even get to that little fuck all right hey big bear downtown chico bear here blown away by the bono podcast thanks for opening my eyes all made so much sense oh by the way irish people hate him hate so your question in the middle of it made me want to reach out. I think even if you find out that a person who wrote a song is a pedophile or just a person who did terrible things, I think you still can enjoy the music they created if you already liked it. And here's why. I think a lot of songs that you like from your past, when you hear them, you'll probably catch yourself singing along to the song. At least I do anyway. Always makes me feel good and kind of brings back to another time in or maybe the lyrics are saying something I could relate to when I first heard it. If something makes you feel good like that, it can't be bad, right? No, I disagree completely. You sound like a great dude, but uh, wait a minute, are you a girl or a dude? I, I don't want to, uh, oh, Steve, yeah. Uh, if it makes it, you happy, it can't be that bad. Heroin makes you really happy. So does, uh, you know, stealing gold. All right. Also, you brought up about showing or not showing your kids a certain song. I think it's completely fine to do that. I agree with you on that. I look forward to having kids of my own and showing them the music I grew up listening to. And then when they get older, I can understand how crazy this would, this world has been. Then tell them what really happened behind the scenes. I'll never forget what you told us bears about Bono, but I still think people like, like, or like their music. They can still enjoy it and not have to feel bad about it. I agree. You don't have to feel bad about it. Most of my motivations comes from thinking about being a dad. It's not about my own brain. I think that's one reason why I've gotten so fucking righteous because it, it's not about me it's about my kids it's like do i play him imagined by john lennon it's such a it's a beautiful opening and the lyrics are globalist nonsense it's not about my brain it's about my kids because they can't consent to having those ideas in their head and not understand it it's a form of grooming it's like 
you like uh, pedophiles do that with uh, kids. They'll play in pornography, and then they'll rape them because the 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 boy would be. This is some dark shit, but this is reality. Like uh, pedophile, like people, like you know, a lot of these celebrities will play a, a kid porn, and then the dude will play with his. He's aroused, and then the kid will have this really fucked up identity because he was aroused with a man but he's not gay but it was a porn that's kind of like what music does music will arouse your soul and then the words will rape it holy fuck i think i just got to the bottom of it all the music arouses your soul it opens your soul and then the words either are consensual and beautiful or it's rape it's exactly what it is it's exactly what the fuck it is there's certain music that's so beautiful you don't realize what they're saying is so bad. <clears throat> and then years later, you're like, holy shit. I was just singing along to a song about rape. Especially not to let other people make you feel bad about listening to it. Sorry, this is so long. Really got me thinking. Keep up the good work. Enjoy a cold one on me. Cheers. Yeah, you're the man. Thanks for writing that. See, it's a perfect thing. Like, I completely disagree with them on the, uh, on the, on the music stuff when it comes to like a song you know is is evil. It makes you feel good. It can't be that bad. But I can tell he's 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 a he's an asset. He's a great dude. He's got good ideas. He's open. See, these are the things that challenge you to like figure out what you actually believe. Good times. Illuminati, my dear Watson. Hey BB, did you see the news on the scouts? Now I'm sure someone's getting fucked. You promised no pedo today. Well, I respond to messages. You think I want that? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I want. That's exactly my goal is to talk about uh, just just horror. Uh, Bear mods help Owen set up crypto. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do any of this shit. I'm not mad at whoever said that. I I, I was mad at the fact that we couldn't go a fucking day without talking about the darkest shit on the planet. But we're getting to the bottom of stuff. That's the thing. You can't ignore it. You can't, you can't just be like, if it comes up, I'm not going to structure every show about that dark, crazy shit. And I'm, I'm going to do my best to introduce good things. Like I, I'm talking about Otis Redding and the differences between, you know, intention of music, my old man, beautiful shit. You know, I'm criticizing bands without accusing them of pedophilia. You know, a lot of goals were reached today. That being said, when people start talking about this shit, I'm going to engage. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to go la, 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 because that's fucked up. I was so high most of the time that four days went by and I forgot to smoke weed. That's funny. One day he'll just be like Alex Jones. Mwah. All right, you're, you're, you almost will get banned for that. I When I'm in a bad mood, don't fuck with me, dude. Dude, you're letting us take part in a legit live stream. Yeah, I know. I love it. Your heart isn't into the other stuff. You need to find the truth. My heart is in what I'm talking about every day, always. That's one thing that I stick to. So if I'm talking about something, it's what I'm thinking about and it's what I'm currently passionate about. I never fake it. Oh, and I agree with you on music, but it should be pointed out that pretty much 75% of what comes out of Hollywood is like that. So do we unplug completely? That's our question. That's the hard question. That's what I'm facing. You know, it's like, because it's like unplugging completely is kind of, crazy too that has its own downsides and then am i starting to try and shape the world for my children like i'm sort of fucking some kind of deity and not 
exposing them to the world that they will have to live with. It's very, very difficult to figure out the balance of not exposing them to things you know come from a dark place, but at the same time, not creating a false, almost like germless world that you create and you're a fallen person and you're fucked up yourself, so you can't possibly create an environment that's clean. So what's the fucking, how do you do it? You know, they're not going to, you know, my kids don't even watch shows with violence or swearing. Uh, but that being said, there's some, there's some really deep fucked up shit. All right. Hit the like button. I'm getting out of here. Share it. PayPal.me slash feed the bear. If you want to give me some salmon and honey, uh, to keep these going because, uh, I enjoy them and I do them every day and this allows me to do it for a living. So if you have some extra cash, just fucking throw it the bear's way. If not all good, just uh, comment, join the community, be a part of something. Uh, hugepianist.com for tour dates and my last specials, patreon.com slash WDTL and uh, subscribe, share, send it to your friends. I'm shadow banned. I'm, I'm not going to be suggested very often. The way shadow banning works is that I, I, I'm suggested like 10% of what I would have been. So I'm not, it's not provable. So I can't sue them as easily. It's uh, it's fucked up. So as people that like this shit and want this culture to stay alive, please be proactive and send this around and comment and uh, don't hide in the fucking shadows like a coward. I'm turning dark right now. I may need a nap. All right. I love you guys for real. Stay hydrated and uh, joy, not soy. Don't pump yourself full of soy. Pump yourself full of joy. Otis Rex.